Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Daily Podcast. I'm James Butler, the Cricket Badger, and I'm joined today by three people to talk about a slightly curtailed game today between the Perth Scorchers and the Melbourne Stars. Melbourne Stars, top of the table, and they were up against it a little bit in this one. Perth Scorchers, they made 158 for six in 17 overs. Then the rain fell. There was a period where they were off the park They came back on with a revised target of 76 required for the Melbourne Stars to win in six overs. They managed just one over of that and uh, we finished at 10 for one after actually seven balls and then the rain fell again. So no result, two points for both sides coming out of this one. I feel a little bit aggrieved, fellas, because Perscorch is my team during Big Bash 10. I felt they were on top, Ollie, today. I'd quite fancied them at 158 for six to go on and use that last three overs to get up to a challenging score. And even with the six over chase, I still fancied Perth Scorchers to win it today. Uh, yeah, I can't disagree with that. Purple were on top. And as we've seen in the tournament so far, when scores got to 170 so far, and it's been quite a tough chase. And um, like they said, with the rain falling all the time, it was changing conditions of wicket. So I actually think that Melbourne got uh, the stars got away with one today. I think I think it would have been a, it would have been a possible chase, but it would have been a really really good chase if they'd have got it. We saw with um, Perth Scorchers uh, a couple of decent performances actually in their ranks. Colin Munro um, got some runs. The Kiwi he was 49 from 36 balls, five fours, and a six from him. Joe Clark, the Englishman, 34 from 16, coming to the party a little bit before he was out uh, caught behind off hat. Uh, Mitchell Marsh out for a first ball duck, but Ashton Turner was starting to motor. 39 from 17 from him. 
And when the rain fell, Cameron Bancroft and Jai Richardson were the men at the crease, tasked with trying to get Perth up to a, an even bigger score there. There was a, an instance with the power surge there where I felt, Sam, they could have taken it maybe a little bit earlier when Colin Monroe and Ashton Turner were together. They were really starting to form a partnership. And we're seeing with the power surge that when you delay it, when you've got two batsmen in, there's no guarantee those two batsmen are going to be together when you actually finally take it. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? I think, I suppose the theory is if you've got two blokes that are set, and they're striking the ball well, then you just keep going. They're, you know, they, if they're going well, they're, they're finding the boundaries. And so the, the fielding restrictions aren't as, as big a point, but it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's such a tactical, it's a, it's a new one. And teams are, it does seem, there's not many teams taking them before the 14th over really. And sometimes it is even later than that. So it's, you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. But the hope is you, you just keep going and, and give people a bit of free reign really towards the end with wickets in hand. Ash, how did you see it today? It was obviously frustrating, wasn't it, with the weather? And yeah, you usually think as an Englishman that it's only here that we get rain, but they do get it to fall in Australia sometimes. It kind of cut off twice, really, what looked like a really good game today. Yeah, it's exceptionally frustrating. I think we were looking towards having a really, really good match. I think, as Ollie said, really, the Stars have got lucky that they're now remaining unbeaten because I think the Scorchers had set such a good target a ground that it's quite hard to set a good target um, so for the rain to cut that short is frustrating for the fans frustrating for us guys who are the other side of the world and it is raining to be fair in Stoke but we, we, you're hoping to see sun and hoping to see cricket so it's, it's very frustrating and I'm sure the Scorchers are frustrated but I'd imagine the Stars fans are maybe a little bit less frustrated I think they've done well to come away with two points today It always rains in Stoke doesn't it? Yeah it's always wet in Stoke you never want to come to Stoke during probably from October till about March. Bluecrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let's Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Well, we're still going to announce our bluecrocodile.co.uk player of the match today, um, regardless of the fact that we actually didn't get a, a final finish there. And uh, let's go around the three of you, Ash, Ollie and Sam, and give uh, a nomination. Obviously not quite as much to go from today. Sam, I'll start with you. Colin Monroe's the obvious one. He was looking he was looking really great with the bat. I said, bowling wise, I know the, the stars were slightly up against it, but I thought Billy Stanley bowled really well. He's not used to bowling so late in the in the innings. And and Liam Hatcher as well. He bowled he only got his got three overs in, but he was on a hat trick at one point. It wasn't a great hat trick ball, it has to be said. Um but let's go Liam Hatcher kind of on the basis he's had a great start to the tournament as well. Okay, Liam Hatcher then for Sam. Ollie, your choice. I'd have to go Ashton Turner, just coming in, the momentum changing, just five sixes as well. There's something really exciting about it. And I thought that it looked in quite a good nick earlier on as well in the tournament. And Ash, what about you? I'd love to go for the namesake of Ashton Turner. Yeah, I was, was going to say that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was tempted by Hatrick, but then I'll be honest, the Hatrick ball going down leg, which I've seen plenty of times in club cricket, and I just couldn't nominate him, to be honest. Um, so I think I'm going to have to go with Munro because Munro has really impressed me today and I thought it was a bit unlucky to not quite get to his 50. As the adjudicator here, chaps, I'm going to go with Colin Munro and we all know what he can do. He's going to be crucial to uh, Perth's chances. You know, from from Perth's perspective, 
today. I was just looking for a, a response because I think their first outing was quite poor. Disappointed with their top order batting. Obviously, with uh, Josh English going uh, fairly early on in their innings today, they could have succumbed to the same kind of issues. But Colin Monroe, instrumental in kind of binding that innings together. Joe Clark as well at, the t- and at number three. Um, good signs for him. I really like Joe Clark. Obviously, he's gone through issues off the pitch, but I think he should be playing for England at some stage in the future. Hopefully, he has a big bash for Perth Scorchers. But the Blue Crocodile cricketer of the match today is Colin Monroe. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook. Blue Crocodile. Let's um, talk about how this tournament stands at the moment and, and think about your three teams and how they've started in this competition. Start with you, Ash. Um, how, how do you see your team and are, are you happy with how things are going? Uh, it's been a bit of a mixed bag of a start from Thunder. I thought we started all right in our first game, but then it just sort of tailed away and we ended up losing quite comfortably. But then the second game, I mean... Daniel Sams was just simply unbelievable with the bat. Came really from nowhere and was a magnificent win, even though it was against the Heat, who were probably the weakest team, I think we'd all agree, in the tournament. I think if they've got a chance of being in the knockouts, a good chance of being in the knockouts, I think to win, they need Alex Hales to, to come off more, than, more often than not. And I think both Billings and Milne, they need them in as soon as possible. And I think they'll both have big roles to play. And Sam, you're behind the Adelaide Strikers. Obviously, we talked about them yesterday on the on the podcast, but sort of disappointing first outing, but came back really strongly yesterday. Yeah, it's hard to judge them. Um, well, it's hard to judge anyone this early, but because they've only played the Hobart Hurricanes, but it was great to see them come back yesterday. Um, I think the Hurricanes are also strong, and it was good to see Jake Weatherall in the runs. Almost seeing them home, I know they they lost a couple of wickets in that final over, but it was a fairly comfortable win yesterday, and I think hopefully. Danny Briggs has, hasn't had the best of starts with the ball, but hopefully he can settle down because we all know how good a bowler he can be in 2020 cricket. And Phil Salt hasn't got going. And John Wells as well, who's been one of the most consistent performers in the last couple of years. So I'm really hopeful. It's very early days, but, you know, they've got a good batting line. Alex Carey came straight back from international duty and got 50. So it's going to be good to see how they go in the next week or so. Oliver, your team, the Melbourne Stars, we've obviously seen them in action today. I, I, I don't know if you agree with, uh, with the rest of us that maybe they got out of jail a little bit today, but obviously a fantastic start for them. Two wins, then obviously today's no result, but still picking up two points, sharing the points with Perth Scorchers today. You can't win a tournament at the start of it, but you can get yourself into a decent position, can't you? And if you get off to a good start like the Melbourne Stars have, they can have a couple of dodgier performances later on and not necessarily suffer in terms of their, their league position. Yeah, I, I think that's really true. I, I think the stat at the end was the team that's lost their first two games in the blast has, has never gone on to win it. So, but for the stars at the moment, considering that Zampa left for personal reasons, well, was left out today for personal reasons, Silva was injured and they've got their players to return, such as Harris Ralph will be able to come back and back up the bowling hopefully soon once he's finished his quarantine and be available. Puran had his first game today, so we didn't get to see him with the bat. So, although today wasn't the best of their performances, overall, I think they would have taken out the start, definitely. They've taken two wins of the draw from the first three games and, and looked solid. And, and to have most of their bats have find some sort of form, 
So I think it's really positive for them. I, I think they'll have sort of they'll be confident of making the last four definitely. Ollie, I, I don't know if the listeners know, but you're you're all fan reps on this, rep- representing your different sides. And I stick out a, a social media request. Does anybody want to come behind their teams for the big bash coverage? Uh, and it's not until kind of we get to as we are now, just kind of over a week in, I start to get to know you a little bit. And while the other guys are quite positive about their sides, there's an element of you which is always kind of fearing the worst, isn't there? I get the sense that you've you've been hurt before in sport. Yeah, definitely. Um, quite often as a, as a Stars fan and also um, as, a, as a Lanks fan as well. So obviously being successful but always always losing the knockout stages of, of the blast, only winning it once and, and, and losing very regular finals. I always fear the worst. So if even if we scored two hundred in an innings, I was like, oh, I could have got two hundred and five there. So so I, I think I'm just cautious about expecting too much from the stars. And I think they've they've started almost so well and so constantly that it, it can't continue that positively in that vein. So it's that, that's probably why it, things are going too well at the moment. <laughs> um, right, let's have a look at the uh, the updated table then after today's game. Melbourne Stars, after playing three games, they have uh, two wins and that one no result. They're on 10 points after picking up uh, 3.5 bonus points so far. They're in first place. Hobart Hurricanes on seven points after playing three. Sydney Sixers played two onto five. Adelaide Strikers played two onto four. Melbourne Renegades played two onto four. Sydney Thunder, Perth Scorchers and Brisbane Heat are the three sides outside of the top five playoff positions at the moment. Thunder on three, Scorchers on two that they got today and Brisbane Heat on one. But very early days, obviously 14 group games to play before we get those final knockings. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite, they're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. A couple of points to finish off with today. First of all, the, the fact that five qualify. I've seen a few people. I, I don't want to be too dismissive of the Big Bash at this stage because all of the rule changes, the three points for a win, three overseas, everything's got to settle down a little bit, hasn't it, before we can really judge where we are with this competition. But I did see a couple of tweets earlier on today. This tournament's too long. And people are starting to switch off. And the reason these rule changes have been brought in were because they wanted to try and switch people back on again and get more people in grounds and get more people excited about the Big Bash and to sell it around the world on TV and everything like that. I don't think the five qualifying from eight teams after playing 14 group games each, surely, Sam, you need to whittle it down a little bit more than that. There needs to be a bit more jeopardy. Only three teams being eliminated after all of those matches and then suddenly all of the various playoff permutations and the matches that are involved in that. You go from having a very long league stage, don't you, to then a week of playoffs and then it's done. Yeah, I agree. It reminds me a little bit, I'm trying to think, the year was the World Cup in the West Indies a few years back where it attracted a similar criticism. You basically had one big group and then you you lost maybe only two teams and went into another group. And it's just, they're trying to, the, the numbers have dwindled in the last few years and they're competing with AFL, albeit not at the same time, but the crowd numbers are, I think they're well down from average of 30,000 to 20,000. And it is a tough one. The problem is, I suppose, if you are going to keep the 14-game 
tournament. The alternative, I suppose, would be to have the top three with second place third in a pseudo semi-final and then the winner of that plays the team that wins the group as a kind of big like championship game but the the issue with that is if you keep a 14 game season then suddenly you might find yourself seven or eight games in with say three or four of the sides with nothing to play for so you end up with a lot of dead rubbers at the end so it's a a difficult one I think if you are going to keep the season being that long you do need to keep sides having something to play for so it's a tough balance but I do think the tournament is slightly too long I, I don't think it it's kind of the same length as the IPL but well, it's, it's actually longer isn't it have the same track um, it's 14 in the IPL it's 14 group games and then it's four teams make the playoffs and therefore there are less playoff games than than in the big bash so they've actually shoehorned in an extra playoff game yeah. in the in the big bash because fourth plays fifth yeah. to play third in in the same way that only third plays fourth in the in the IPL in the eliminator so it does seem that they've kind of really tried to rinse every single I can I can understand maximizing the playoff games because that is the their box office aren't they they're the, that's where the real that's where you start to win the tournament it just feels that the, the maybe the 14 games in the groups is too long but then Ollie you you want to see everybody playing each other twice don't you it's difficult to try and prune it down without losing the integrity of the of the of the tournament but it just feels a li- like it maybe could do with just having sort of 10 days shaved off it yeah it's a, it's a real tough one because i like um, obviously in the blast when it was the the two groups the north and the south that not everyone played everyone so it did lose a bit of integrity but it's still a 14 game season and that still had the um that went the opposite way of going to straight knockouts which meant that a team that had struggled and won a four four games or you know, four, four out of 14, had a couple of rained off, could almost get to the final day. So it did keep it more alive, but it did lose that sort of edge of the benefit of the team that's won the top. So I, I, I actually, I agree with you. I don't think there's anything wrong with 14 games. I think that they should, instead of going for the jackpot of trying to get too many playoff games in and, and, and drag it on, I think it'd be better to almost go to a, I don't know, Maybe a knockout, I don't know, a combination of IPL and, and what happens in the blast. I don't know what the best solution is, but it does seem to really have, um, have expanded and dragged on quite a lot. I remember it used to start at early December and seemed to finish in sort of mid to late January, but now it's going into it's right during the, the, the test period. And it's, I'm not sure if they've got the scheduling right, but I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure what the, the, the solution is. But um, I do like the I do like the amount of games. I think that's I think that's about right. But I'm not sure if they're spread out too much or there is too much of a gap over Christmas. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but it something doesn't seem to be clicking with a lot of the viewers in Australia, does it? Yeah, I mean, and the the flip side of the argument is I'm a massive cricket fan. They could play this until June, and I'd be happy because I'd, I'd happily watch a game a day, you know, all the way through the year if they wanted to play it 365 days of the year. But yeah, the reason they're making changes to it is to try and maximise the audience, and that doesn't seem to be working at the moment. And Obviously, we all want to see the Big Bash being successful and and really ticking every single box as it did do at the start. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com. 
quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Together, we save balls. The other point that I wanted to make before we finish today, um, let's start with Ash on this one. DRS. Um, there's been a few decisions over the last last few games. Um, Marcus Stoinis in the Stars reply today looked like he was sawn off a little bit by a, a rather high LBW decision. He didn't look too happy as he walked off. With all of the tournaments around the world now, even the Indians who were very reluctant to bring DRS into their games now have the I- IPL and their test matches have DRS and the ability to make referrals and to just make sure that you're either in or out or whatever. It seems like a big, you know, with all of the gizmos around the big bash that they brought in and they have the technology because we see it on the replays that drs isn't in the big bash it seems a little bit strange to me yeah i find the not having drs is a real big letdown so far for me while watching this year's big bash uh the umpiring's been a little bit shoddy at times but i don't think you can necessarily blame the umpires for that never an easy job um i think if the big bash really wants to be the second best t20 league in the world behind the ipl it's got to have the DRS in there. You, you can't be having games basically being decided on a right or wrong mm. umpire's decision that we could easily solve by having a, the technology. I understand, obviously, there's the, the price issues, but you'd like to think that surely Cricket Australia would have the money to cover the costs. Um, and obviously, I understand the other issue is it adds time onto the game and the issue is that the T20s now take too long. There must be other ways or better ways of shortening games, of speeding up games, so that you can get in that DRS system. Because for me, I think it's it's essential in a top-level white ball tournament like the Big Bash is to be getting the right decisions wherever possible. And Sam, I mean, I've said this a few times, I'll probably say it a few more times, that any changes you make in a, in a T20 tournament or any cricket tournament around the world has got to have the spectators at heart. And surely spectators now are used to fi- seeing referrals. They're used to seeing DRS. They, as I say, we've seen it in the IPL. We see it in everything we else we watch. The, I assumed it was going to be in this tournament. And in the first game, there looked to be a slightly dodgy LBW shout. I was waiting for the, the T sign for the batsman to refer it, and it never came, and realised that DRS isn't in, in this one. And I think spectators actually expect to see DRS referrals now. I completely agree. I haven't really got too much to, to, to add on it. It's really surprising that it isn't there. I'm not sure if it's a, a financial thing, or but DRS is so ingrained in cricket now that we just expect it. Spectators expect it. Players expect to be able to use it. It's part of the game, and it does. You know, umpires, of course, are still making decisions to the best of their ability, but they are human and, and do make errors in real time. So it's it's there to alleviate those. And for some players, it's we go back to kind of kind of money and, and prestige, but you know if you get if you get a shocker and you're on the the verge of a, an international call up or a, another contract around the world, then it could be the difference. I know those those small things do make the difference. So yeah, just can't see why it isn't there. Well, we saw potential for that to happen today, didn't we? Marcus Stoinis, probably one of the stars. Well, definitely one of the stars, biggest batsman. Sawn off potentially in his uh, innings. It never actually went to fruition because we never saw the culmination of that game. But it could have actually been the difference between the two sides today. And you don't want an umpire's decision. And as Ash says, you know, no more umpire makes a mistake on purpose. But you don't want that to be the reason that a team wins or loses. And it can't. It can't be financial because all of the um, all of the kits there. We see it on the replay. So there's no reason that the uh, the third umpire can't actually use that uh, that service if it was in situ for this tournament. Let's let's finish off uh, with uh, just a word with Ollie. 
on the Melbourne Stars. Top of the table, two wins from the three games played so far. I heard Michael Carberry say, Ollie, um, earlier on today that the Melbourne Stars have gone, seem to have gone from being a team that, from massive signings, um, and he, I think his quote was magnitude of signings over effectiveness. So it was big box office signings, but they didn't necessarily gel as a side. And now they're actually still getting big names in, but they're, they're looking at players that are actually going to make the team better. We're starting to see the proof in the pudding, aren't we, at the moment, the Melbourne Stars? I know you're a pessimistic person, but early signs are good, aren't they? I think the most telling thing for me at the moment was when they interviewed Marcus Stoinis during the game or afterwards. He, he talked about how much he enjoyed playing for them and how they seem to have an ethos there that's going and, and actually they seem to have a longer term plan which you've seen go through some of the IPL sides they plan for the future they, they look to be signing players and, and, and bringing them through and they, and they talked about that again with the Melbourne Stars they've got a lot of players that seem to be quite young and they picked up through talent scouting from for example Western Australia they've got four or five of them there now it seems to be they come through so they're obviously starting to widen their network and look for some club players or players on the periphery or state side that they know could come in and do a job so I actually think as a franchise they're starting to mature maybe ahead of some of the others. So I think that probably gives them an advantage at the moment. And also they've got a spine of a side that's probably at the right age, sort of 30, 31, max or maybe 32. But they can still be there in the Sweet 20 for a few more years yet. So I think they're actually coming to maturity. And that's probably why they're getting such a good um, output on their results at the moment. Early signs are good then for the Melbourne Stars. And uh, we've got two days break now in the Big Bash. They uh, take a couple of days off as the Test match starts. But the play starts again at the weekend, but this is called the Big Bash Daily, and we will be back daily, regardless of whether there is games on or not, so you'll find the Big Bash Daily podcast out on Thursday and on Friday, and then we'll be back with the uh, match coverage at the weekend. Ash, Ollie and Sam, thank you very much for joining me today. Cheers, James. You're welcome. Thanks, James. And uh, thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of this Big Bash Daily podcast, snapping up the right mortgages for you, bluecrocodile.co.uk. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. We'll see you again tomorrow. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.